everybody to Conversation with a Cancer. This is season two, episode one or 17, however you want to place it. And I have a very, very delightful person on today. This is Faye Baby. She is an artist. She is a writer and a producer. And I'm looking forward to getting to know her. First and foremost, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. It's one more day before Friday, so you know what that means. Oh, yeah. That weekend. Cheers to the freaking weekend. <laughs> <I drink>. Right. <laughs> my homie got me turned on to that song. I really enjoy that song now. Cheers to the weekend. Yeah. Right, right. So, first and foremost, you know, we are still in this goddamn pandemic. It don't seem know, like it's right. going away. So, how are you dealing with the pandemic? Ooh, child. Listen, so... Honestly, I have to admit, COVID covered me. So I don't have like this hate relationship with COVID because I, I have to say that I had some of my um, best breakthroughs mentally, emotionally, and even financially. Um, in my personal economy did not suffer drastically because of COVID. I know that was, you know, maybe the intent or some people's experience. So um, other than just kind of the, the uh, environment, the new culture, the COVID culture, we're kind of uh, creating where everybody's just kind of fear mongered into this, this here elixir uh, or uh, a vaccination, whatever you want to call it, link, 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 link. Um, and, and people just kind of like living in a bubble. That's the only part I don't like about it. And all of these restrictions and all of these, you know, sticky tape and all, just creating these new police officers everywhere. It's just, it's a, that part gets on my nerves. Cause I just, right. I'm a free, I'm a free bird. And I like to do what I want. I don't like people telling me what to do. Don't tell me put on my mask. I need to go get my mask for the sake of this damn COVID. You, you, I should have put my mask on the store just for the sake of Because it. it's branded with Faye, baby. I should have got I might go get it. I might go get it. You should have um, had your branding together. Yes, absolutely. I should have got my... It's right there. Don't say nothing. I can just grab it. Um, <laughs> um, but besides that part, you know, with the industry wanting to create a separation, just kind of this, yeah, segregation from vaccinated to unvaccinated and you can work, you can't work, you can, you know, you can sit here, you can't sit here. It just kind of, that's the only thing that's kind of taxing about it. And I'm ready for that part to be over, but you know, everything else I'm not bothered by anymore because at the beginning of, of the pandemic, I was really, really scared and frightened and worried about the world all the time. And it just took a lot out of oh, an old empath like me. I feel everything. So after I just got, through feeling all of my feelings for everybody and praying and, and con being concerned and concentrating my focus on the wellness of the world, I just kind of like separated and was like, hey, go ahead and it's your damn business. You know, keep yourself healed, keep yourself together, keep yourself in your world safe and don't worry about everybody else. Do what the hell you want to do. COVID kiss my ass. COVID can has, yes, you can. You can say whatever you want. COVID has definitely made people feel like being nosy is the new I care about you. Like, right. are you vaccinated? Where's your mask? Oh, mm -hmm. why are you so close to me? Like, now I'm I'm cool with the six feet when I'm in stores and stuff like that. Like, give me some space. I don't need you close to me when in the stores. But the whole restaurants and going to places like sporting events or well, concerts ain't really been popping. But that type of thing, that does ruin it because the experience of interacting with people around you and things of that nature has been taken away from us. So I do agree, Absolutely. but it is slowly coming back, but you just, 
you got to take it how you can handle it at this point. So I really, you know, the honest, the introvert in me, because I'm an introvert, extrovert, extrovert. The introvert in me really likes the whole idea of um leaving the world for a second. I didn't know I was gonna like it though. Mm. I discovered it. I discovered that I was like, oh, I enjoy being in the house. Like after being forced to be in the house, but I learned, I learned to love myself and my space and my alone time and my singleness and the intimacy of the relationships that I have, like taking them a step further, actually having meaningful conversations with yes. people. You know what I mean? And um, just dissecting and, and just finding all the fruit there is. I mean, I gardened and everything. I was like, oh, I like being inside a little bit. I don't like being it because I'm so, I'm required, I was so required and have, have become some, such a norm to automate on being an extrovert and being outward that when I went inward, it was healing. So um, that part, I kind of want to keep. I kind of want to keep in the, the decongested traffic that you know we get from time to time and all of that. But- Beyond that, I mean, I'm 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 ready for us to go back to norm. I miss concerts. I miss concerts heavily. I miss that a lot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, and then I found out one of my favorite singers was gonna come out with a new album and go on a world tour, and we ever got that because of the COVID. So I'm like, man. Who was your favorite singer? Uh, Sade. She's one of my favorites. She's in my oh, top five. Oh yeah, I was, a legend. I was gonna throw my Much money respect. at her. I was gonna be like, where you, wherever she was coming. I, was, that was I close remember to me. that. I remember that. I was ready to go on that. I was ready to meet her on that tour. Mm-hmm. So you're right. You're much. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Dang. Mm-hmm. You need to so, come on back out since people are coming out. Unless she's scared. You know, people. I scared. think. I think her thing is, if she's gonna come out, she wants to be able to do it the way she wants to, because you never see her or hear from her. That's or, a fact. Or her band so i think it has to be perfect setting for her so that's I a fact you know our the everyday artists they just out here getting their money she ain't in ain't pressed for it that's a fact that's right. the difference right yeah, so yeah. Be, so before we move on what's in your garden tell me what's in your garden what's in your what's garden? in my garden my garden failed so it was a it was kind of um uh prophetic in a way for me or an omen um that that resonated in a different way about the parallels between nature and reality um i was doing well and i sprouted from seed i learned a lot of best habits i learned a lot about how they are the plants they are living it's a living they're living creature i want to i want to call it a creature it's a living presence like they have emotions they have needs that need to be met like they thrive and they survive based on the energy you put into them. Facts. And um, I was just kind of, bre- that was a breathtaking experience to know that those things were just that pronounced, that present. But um, I have started a lot of seeds, um, which I learned, you know, all the gardeners that's listening, okay, you're planters, you know, you're supposed to start from a seed if you're really trying to get something to sprout this year, got it. Right. Um, so, but even seeing my seeds come from the inside to the outside, and then they was getting all tall, and then they was happy, and then they was sad next day, and then they was happy again because I was there spending time with them, touching them, touch them. It's weird. So I had some um some peppers, obviously. I had some cilantro. Mm. I had some some garlic. I was just really trying to focus on the veggies, not into the fruit yet. But then little did I know with me enjoying that so much that my family comes from a green thumb. Like there's mm. very prominent farmers that, you know, supply veg- vegetables and fruit that was in my family. So like um, um, on my mom's side, I was talking about my garden um, to one of my cousins, like she's a great aunt really. 
but she was like, oh yeah, our family had large, I mean, she's a, whatever it is to be certified in farming, whatever that word is, she's one of those. (laughs) And she said, all I do is eat out of my garden. I have plums, I have figs, I have strawberries, the berries, I got watermelon, I got this. And I was like, really, outside? She was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, And so we very rarely go to the store for produce unless it's the winter. If we didn't, you know, freeze or save it, you know, save it from the summer. But um, that's that's something I specialize in. I was like, oh, that's why it's so innate. It felt so mm. natural for me. Uh, but honey, be, uh, minding my business, being in my bag, sipping my tea, and being in my garden was the thing to be. <laughs> okay. <laughs> COVID. Okay. Okay. That's what I was doing. Well, I'm gonna look forward to pictures of your garden when the weather get better again. Yes, I already know to go get you know the plants in the pots, the five gallon pots. Come February, okay. that's when you go get them. And then I know, you know, I know they don't have to necessarily go in the ground. I know how to keep them. I know they're supposed to be elevated and to not be flat on the ground so that the uh, it attracts insects. I got it. I got my notes, honey. I got my notes. We ready. You better than me. I I haven't dealt with a garden in a long time. But see, the long time is that's that's okay with me because some people's never ever touched that. You know, touch the op- the the uh, option to produce because that's a power yeah. skill set that yeah. we as humans have and uh, you know it's it's just about applying that effort to the earth like and having earth give us what we need that, that's a gift that's a power i felt superhero like i felt like a shero i was like girl you were out here growing and healing and touching stuff and things and being plentiful because you paid attention <laughs> Not only you do good with humans, you can do good with the garden. You can feed yourself all organically. You can know what you put in your body. This is good. Yeah. I, well, felt, I felt lifted. When people talk about they want to take over and just have everybody separate by race, and I'll be thinking, like, if you don't know how to hunt or grow your own garden, you ain't ready for no takeover because no, you, you don't know how to do this, those simple things that we're supposed to do in life. So Exactly. I can't, I can't say that I wanted to hunt because I think that's what my man's supposed to be doing. Okay. But right. I got the garden, but you gonna get the meat, <laughs> I got the veggies. This how we this is what we supposed to do. I play my role. I play it well and I wear well. I'm my Libra style. Okay, we see baby. Okay. So let's talk about that for a second because you know you you are a woman of many things, but let's start from the beginning. How did Faye realize all right? I want to sing. I want to write. I want to be a producer. I want to be in the industry. When, when did that start for you? How did that? Because most people I know, their favorite singer or their mom sing or their parents sing or they play music around the house. Or was that like that for you? Um, Actually, yes. I was going to say, to be honest, if I have to be like, if I go back to the beginning, I have, I have to say that I started knee high to a French fry um, because music was on both sides of the family. My grandmother, my grandmother, because my mother was hearing, my mother and father are exceptions to the rule because they're hearing impaired. That's why I think I got all these superpowers because they lacked mm-hmm. a, 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 a essential sense, but they made up in other senses. You know, they lack one sense, they got a seventh sense. But, um, but both of their parents were into the arts, playing the keys, playing the piano. So I came from a country family down to Sweet Home, Alabama, where on Sundays we cook dinner and uh, after church where most of the choir members was family. Um, we got around the, the piano, around our elders, the patriarch, matriarch figures, and they played the piano and they sang together. And they, you know, it was kind of like 
pass the mic type of thing, you know? Um, I grew up and in that family unit, it was a lot of super singers. So I'm actually, I wanna say that I think my family members sing much better than me. So I was just trying to keep up, but they were all about like building up my confidence by, you know, throwing me in the middle of the, of the circle and say, go, you know, right, right, they actually right. called me Michelle, Shelly. Sure. Michelle is my middle name. They call me Shelly for short. Go Shelly, go Shelly, go Shelly. And that's how my dancing started. That's how okay. my singing started in, um, at home. And then on my mom's side, my grandmother was a choir director. She started me playing keys when I was a little girl. Now I lost my keys. I can't play keys no more because at the time she was trying to force the arts into me while not listening to the way that I express my art form. Cause I played by ear. Mm-hmm. Not by music, and I hated classical music. Um, and that's what she specialized in, and that's what my classes were in. And it was just so boring. But um, I wanted just to play good, feel good music, and I just wanted not to be forced to, and got my hands paddled for learning my classical pieces and all of my Ooh. music terminology. I just wanted because I already had a responsibility to make good grades in school, so I just wanted to play keys by from how I felt. Mm-hmm. And if she played something to me, I play it back. She sung to me and played to me, I can sing and play it back to her. But she thought that was like a lazy way of learning. So she took the joy out of it. Mm. So I let it go because I was giving up um, playing with my friends outside because I've just always been this well-rounded person. Not only did I have good grades, I, you know, I get my homework done real fast and do all my chores so I could play in the streets with my friends because I was an athlete. I was a tomboy. I wanted to play basketball and I wanted to play touch football and I wanted to pop wheelies on my bike and I wanted to race all the boys in the neighborhood, you know? And um, so it was like, get my hand smacked for playing keys or go, go outside. outside. I'm going outside. Right. I'm going outside. So right. she eventually gave that up and I lost the, the gift and I regret. She told me I regret. I think it was a lesson. And as an, as an adult, I thought it was a lesson that was it was a hard one to learn. I felt like she should have just kind of hung in there a little bit longer, but I understand. Mm-hmm. So I lost it. But um, that, that set the foundation. I used to always uh, sing when my mom passed. I probably sang for 10 hours straight when I was a little girl. And then, and then just beyond that, in the, in the school system, I was considered a childhood thespian. My first leading role in a stage play was probably like five years old. Oh, and wow. that was not only in school, but in, that was in church. So I was that little girl that they was like, hey, she should play Mary. Hey, she should play Harriet Tubman. Hey, she should da da da, da. Oprah Winfrey. So my early on, um, starting at five and I guess up until 14, you know, I had my experiences in the, the, the acting world and the, the theatrical arts world. I was in a stage play that traveled. So I, I honestly had it for a long time. Cannot lie. And so when I... Um, graduated school, went to college and did school the way my family thought I should do it in terms of like, you better get your education, get a degree and get a right. job to take care of yourself, black girl. Mm. You better know something that did it, make some money. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I did it. I graduated, went to grad school, you know, made the good grades 4.0, 3.9, something like that, 0.0, um, as a, as it with the MBA, got a, got a good job and, you know, was working my way through corporate America, got a house, you know, right out of college just did everything I, you know, was told to do. I was like, one day I, I got laid off and was like, but I don't even want to do this shit, no. <laughs> you know? Right, right. I don't even want to do this anymore. And it was just like one day um, in Alabama, I got a call from a friend who was like, you need to move to Atlanta. That was probably like eight years ago. 
need to move to Atlanta because there's an opportunity. I think you belong in this area. I think this scene here will cultivate your gifts and talents as a as an artist, as an entertainer. And uh, if you don't come get your toe in the water, you know, you'll never be able to swim with the sharks down there in Alabama. And I was like, you know what? And I was laid off for like nine months. And when, and it wasn't getting any callbacks, you know, that was substantial for work because I was gonna stay in Alabama. I put in, so I guess that was the right, I said, God, if you open a door in Atlanta, I'll go. I put out applications, I hit the road, slept in motels, dirty motels. And then two weeks later, I got hired, came to Atlanta. And that's been my story ever since. Eventually I left corporate America alone with the entrepreneurial route, found myself doing things in the art lane and, and birthing my own brand. And it's been Faye Baby ever since. Mm, the birth. And that's Faye that's, Baby ever since. That's I a lot. The Faye Michelle, and it's been Faye Baby ever since. Please say the baby. No matter <laughs> what environment I'm in. Yeah. That that's yeah. you know, that's a very common thing. Like that's happened to me before. A lot of my friends and my family know that about me. Like you get sick of doing the same old thing that doesn't bring you any passion, mm -hmm. any any fire doesn't get you up right. in the morning. And, exactly. you know, I tell people you either make a lot of money or you do what you love. Some people are blessed mm -hmm. enough to do both. You know what I'm saying? They get mm -hmm. both. But I just feel like if you're not getting what you love, what are you doing? What you're you're wet. You're essentially wasting yourself away. You're wasting. Mm -hmm. I'm not I'm not advocating for somebody to quit so they can't pay their bills. I am. I, I am telling you to go get what you want, though, you know, right. So, a lot of people they don't understand that they don't see that they just i'm i'm too scared to jump out the plane well you ain't gonna know you can fly unless you jump out that plane right so. right it was uncomfortable so okay. anybody who's uh in, uh in the between spaces that may be looking at it i i mean when i tell you one of the most uncomfortable feelings going from stable or safe because it was right. safe as long as i wasn't you know wasn't laid off but mm -hmm. being in that going from safe to uncertain and, and trusting your abilities and trusting your odds, the, your luck, and you know what I mean. Trusting a, a new brand where nobody knows your name—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's mad. It's—it's it's madness. But everybody who somebody did that same path, and that's right. how they became somebody. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they trusted themselves, and so I um I decided to bet on me, and I went like I went into uh, the spaces financially I had never seen. Mm. I went into, you know, modes <laughs> it, that I hadn't been in. I was like, I, I don't really know how people survive this way. But I was like, you know, if this is a part of paying my dues, then I'm going to pay my dues. I'm not going to pay my don'ts. So I'm going to pay my dues. So um, I pay my dues and it, did, and it wasn't hard. I didn't do the traditional struggling artist path. You know, I never made any decisions out of desperation or, or extreme thirst because I've always been resourceful and figured out a way to uh, survive. But now, once you get past survival mode, you learn how to thrive. Mm -hmm. So now I'm confident in my skin. I, you know, threw away all the button-ups and was like, I don't wear business suits. I wear tank tops <laughs> and boots. Get deal with it. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Come come as you are, not as they want to see you. Because Correct. You the way they I don't want to be in your folds. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, like I was saying earlier, you're in the music, I'm in the music, you're a little mm -hmm. further further along than I am. So I want to ask you a couple of, of questions about that, because I know you're in the fitness also. Mm -hmm. And so what is your balance in between acting, singing, and fitness? Like, 
and still having your time for yourself because I know as a as a person who wakes up at four o'clock in the morning to start his day to work out to get to work on time and what is that like for you where's your balance come from with all of that oh man I don't even know if it's a matter of balance as it is a matter of just rhythm you know um it was it was in a path in my journey towards being a serial entrepreneur or trusting my own devices for income, for instance, um, I went a, I went in a um, program that taught me um, skill sets for sales, and um, I was able to excel in this program so well that I eventually became incorporated and brokered deals. And in this environment, um, it broke away every um, preconceived like notion, any, any type of programming, any type of um, belief systems that things go like, you know, block, it's a block, it's a blockade of any source. No, there's no blockages. You really literally just have to throw all the balls in the air. It's a juggling act. You have to get in a rhythm and don't drop them. Don't drop them at all. Keep all your balls in the air. Um, so it, it's about, you just prioritizing the important, you know, the importance. It's a list of priorities. You know, things are time sensitive. Things are urgent. There's things that are necessary or required. Um, and, you know, and there's things that, you know, are needs, you know, as it pertains to your personal needs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you just kind of have to tend to things as they come. Um, for me, I don't really honestly say and these days, you know, and, and that's true about the entrepreneur who, the entrepreneur, like you think you need eight hours of rest. What's eight hours of rest? You know what I mean? You don't get eight hours of rest. You know, you get breaks, you know, you work hard, you get to a place and you relax, you get breaks. But generally speaking, there's no daily allotment for eight hours. You only get 24 hours a day. Right. You know what I mean? So if you're going to use 33% of your day to rest, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage. You know what I mean? To, to do anything else, you have to utilize every waking opportunity, every moment of the day to send that text message, to send that email, to have that conversation, to make it to that meeting, to put yourself in the extra podcast, to put yourself in the webinars. You have to make it, you have to make time to get to the gym or, you know, you got 30 seconds while you brush your teeth, you need to do something while you do it. Like it's, it's about what can I do simultaneously, you know, how many things can I do at one time? It might sound like disorganization, but it's organized chaos in my mind. So I do things as they um, arrive. I put things on my calendar in the orders, in the order of priority and importance. Um, you know, not necessarily in the order in which they are received. That's not how life goes, you know? Um, and so I, while I would love to say that I have a regimented schedule, yes, I guess it would sound like I get up when I wake up, I meditate, I pray, um, I hydrate, and then I mean, this is what I would like to do. Ideally, this is the framework, it's it. I hydrate and then I nourish and then I exercise and then I tend to any business requirements, whether you know that's I have an appearance or I have an obligation to do. Um, I try to turn those in, any phone calls that I need to make or return or any type of pro products products that I have to produce. Um, I, you know, a lot the time to do that. And then 
you know, I then when I'm inspired, I take a bubble while I'm showering or bathing or driving to get inspired. And then I, I try to capture those in a voice note or a video memo or something like that, just to put a, a thumbtack, a virtual thumbtack in it, you know, or a mental kind of thumbtack. Okay, hey, I remember that. So that when I get in the space to lay those ideas down, then I have the inspiration I already drew, you know, that drawn up that I could pull from. And, you know, and when the cycle comes to where now you're not in processing, you know, the beginning of the year, you're kind of in this phase where you're setting the scene for the rest of the, setting the tone for the rest of the year. So when you're under, when you're out of this kind of organization and processing phase and you have, you know, you're activated. So then I go into, okay, this is recording season. And so I lay out all the songs and I'm get out because that moment where I want to sing and record and like, that's going to pass. That's not all year for me. It doesn't even, I, I know that sounds weird. I don't have, I know that's for every artist because we get mental blocks. Right. That is not all year. That is a season. When that inspiration comes and that spark hits, that electricity, you know, it's all in your, in your mental. You need to do something right then, right that, then. And that's the time that's 25 moment. songs, 25 songs, 10 songs, two songs, whatever. It's your best work. You know, and then you get that out and then you, you know, let, let that go into the, the instruments that they go into or the, the engine that it goes to. And, and then you get your inspiration for your visual. I mean, and then everything else is coming because I get bookings for other stuff as well. So um, um, I think I'm in the phase where I know I need my tribe to kind of make sure that they handle that piece. I have a good idea how to do it because I do it on my own. Mm -hmm. um, all my correspondence, all my communication is done through me right now. But um eventually I see where, you know, those nuggets need to be filled with uh, tribe members. Right. So balancing is not a balance uh, the balancing act. It is, it is, it is, is truly a, um, it is a circus act. You just kind of, I don't know if it's about more or less about balance, balance as it is rhythm okay. and on the rhythm includes you, you know, tossing everything up there and holding it all up in the air, trying not to let anything fall. See, I, I like and respect that because I'm a routine and a structure person. Like uh, my homie said to me the other day, he's like, if I if you won $50 million, you're going to quit your job the next day. I said, eventually I would need to figure out what I'm going to do. I can't just sit home and do nothing. Like I'm not one of the people that can sit home and do nothing. I need to know what I'm doing so I can get up at that time, plan accordingly. Of course, I'm going to quit my job, but I need to know what my next step is. So for mm -hmm. me, like, it seems like you have, you have a way of doing things and it works for you. And that's good because some people try to do what they see or emulate what other people have done to try to get the same type of uh, product or result. And it doesn't work out for them like that. But I like that you said like, it's not so much of a routine, it's more of a juggling act. Just don't drop the ball and keep the train going. Like I, I like mm -hmm. that a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna have to see if I could just wing it like that one day. See if I could just get up and just go about my day. You, th I, you know, and winging it, I, you know, that's, that's valid. That's valid. Because some people work uh, bottom up and then some people work top down. Some people see, go exactly to where they go and then they back into, they back, in, they, they back into how they're going to get there. Some people see where they got to go and then they work their way up to it. I mean, it's a, it's a matter of how you look at life. Do you look at the life, you know, the glass half full or the glass half, half empty? Am I going to be like, nah. I'm a millionaire already. How? Well, I know in order to make a million dollars, it's almost, it's just like breaking it down. Like you just have to understand what it takes and then do those things that it takes to make that, to, 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 uh, 
to create that action and then that action becomes a habit because you keep doing it over and over again mm -hmm. after 21 days it's a it's a behavior you know it's a habit and after 60 90 days it's a behavior and then after a year it's a lifestyle like so if you know you got to make 264 dollars to get into six figures then you just figure out how to get 264 dollars every day every day you got to make 264 dollars seven days six a week figures. if you want to make seven days a week okay 264 is the number so I don't give it, that's like, so if you work a job and you make $10 an hour, you work $80, $80 worth of hours, you know, today, you got 180 more dollars to go, mm. you know? So that means you need to find something else either to do with your time, if you're gonna earn income, or if you're gonna, you know, you gotta find other ways to, to generate that income. You're gonna sell shoes, you're gonna sell this, you're gonna, you gotta sell something. Right. So the idea is, okay, we'll see if I, or, you know what I mean? Or you could, if you could either, you're going to either earn income or you're going to find, you know, three or four people that can give you, you know, the, the revenue to get the $264, $264. Right. right. And if you want to make a million dollars, you know what I mean? You got to do that times 10, 1064 times 10. So I guess you need 10 customers at a, at a, pro, at a product that has $265 attached to it each day so that you can get your million so like i'm the i'm the type of person okay so what it take what does it take okay so in order to get you know in order what am i i go into room what am i trying to do well i got three hours to blow that's all i got to be here i need to figure out how to maximize this room just the way the same way i need to maximize how to get the 264 what i need to do I, I can either work all day to get 264 i can figure out how to get 264 in an hour you know what i mean and the same way, like you just gotta maximize your time. I'm gonna work this room. I got three hours of relaxation time before I have to do the next item. You know, the next thing I need to move on to something else. Cause I only got 24 hours a day. Right. So I, what my goal is in this room is not to waste time is to figure out the key players in this room, what I need to do to get to them, you know? And when I get to them, what I'm gonna say to get them to get into me, you know? Facts. So. It's 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 really just kind of like it's 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 a it's a constant hit on a swivel. You gotta constantly be thinking about what your next action is gonna be. So that's how I go into you know talking about things come as they come and you deal with them in the order of priority. Because what's important to me now is not the email I just got, is Denzel Washington in the room. You know what I mean? And Denzel Washington is in the room, then I got Tyler Perry over here, and I got, you know what I mean, and whoever else over here. I need to get my way to those people because I got five minutes and then five minutes with them, but three hours of time in this room. And I got to figure out how to get them to understand that I got something to add to them and they have something to add to me because it's not about what you can get from a person that they interested in. They want to know about the mutual beneficial. Well, how does this mutually beneficial? What's the exchange? And in five minutes, everybody know the elevator pitch. In five minutes, <laughs> I got to get them not only to like me, but to believe that this is an exchange. Right. You know what I mean? So. And it, people not that large in my rooms, of course, uh, at, at this particular time. Um, but it's the same gist. I need to get to the key players, the gatekeepers. I have to identify those who those people are, see how they move in the room, see who they're around, shake as many hands because I want everybody to know me because that's in the name of the game I'm in. I need to. I need everybody to know Faye Baby, but I really need those three people to know know Faye Baby, so they want to you know do stuff um, in favor of Faye Baby. You know, so it's it's all about. It's a little bit of psychology. It's a little bit of mathematics. You know what I mean? And uh, it's, a, it's a lot of common sense, a lot of uh, personality, you know, and, and, every, and, and that genesis quad, it factor that you can't explain. So 
it's definitely a lot of psychology because you got to be able to have, like you said, you got to be able to present something to them that's going to make them want to spend money on you so they can get it back. So you absolutely right about that. And mm-hmm. Jenna say, Quiet, I haven't heard that in a while. I need to start saying mm-hmm. that again. Jenna say, uh-huh. Okay. So my thing is, I stopped setting short-term, long-term goals. I start selling, setting what's my goal for this year? What can I accomplish in these 365 days? So when the next 365 days presents themselves, I can do that. So what are your goals for 2022? Because and all the avenues that you in, you got to be working towards something. So I'm assuming you're working towards a plat being bigger on the platform and having your brand bigger or just uh gaining to a, a wider audience. So what are your goals for 2022? Um 2022 is just a a pillar in my ultimate goals. You know, okay. I have my ultimate goals as it pertains to my different categories. Um say baby the singer, you know, my ultimate goals is to be um a world renowned or world recognized award winning uh recording artist. So, um, and then I, I work myself, I go, I go right for the top and I work myself on down. So, um, cause I have to know where I'm going, you know? Um, so, and then in, in acting, you know, I want to be an award-winning, you know, actress. I want to be an A-list actress. Um, and, and, and then, you know, as a direct, and then I kind of, that, that kind of grows into not only am I great as acting, I've reached the pinnacle of my acting and my apex now is to, create stories. I'm no longer someone's um, narrator. I don't tell their stories. I tell my own stories mm. and I use storytellers. So, um, and then, you know, as a businesswoman, you know, I have my, my, my goals and, and, and what I envision then. And 2022 is just a, a pillar in, in that, in that ultimate goal. So for this year, I mean, and as I work down, I just kind of find where I am and I set a reasonable benchmark so that I can know how to count my milestones. So, um, and for, for me, it starts with um, claiming those steps that I want to take. So for this year, um, like last year was just simply getting an agent and, and, and you know, making, making um, a lot more money. I wanted a lot more revenue. I wanted larger bookings and I wanted to, um, you know, secure like speaking roles. And, um, and, that, and that happened. But it was because I, I activated that 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 requirement, that desire, because I need that to you know give me kind of a calling card for the city. So then eventually I can get known in the region, and then eventually from the region I can get known nationally, and then eventually nationally when I'm known I can be known across the world. Um, and and that happened. So this year I would like to, and that and that happened through um, shows that will appear. Um, on streaming platforms like Amazon, Tubi. I want now. I want uh, television. You know, major network roles, like major net. My, I want my first major network speaking supporting or lead role. Um, and this is to be like a mag, like a magnetic breakout year for me. Like I want to be the closing, like the super super closer, like the booking magnet type of thing. You know. Um, and, but I had a very measurable and very manageable, like I just wanted to uh, do that on major, tele- major television. Um, I wanted to do that um, on a feature film and I wanted to do that. Um, and stage was an option, you know, stage is an option. Um, 
stage is an option because uh, stage is, 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 is my first love. So that's theater. So um, okay. that's, that's one category. Then, so I know that I, I am having to, having to make sure that I, get, I do so many um, auditions, audition tapes and working really closely with my agent to make sure that I'm getting and doing the work in, in, uh, in tandem with them, because your agent doesn't do all the work for you. Or she hasn't done, to be honest, hey, Jill, I love you, Jill, if you watch this. But uh, uh-huh. um, my agent hasn't, hasn't done like a lot of work on my behalf because I'm having to work my way up the totem pole. And that's fine, you know, if I do it overnight, like a Tiffany Haddish, you know, have that one breakout role that just sets my career on fire, that's all I need. So that's what I'm looking for. That's what I was looking for. I said, hey, I'm probably, I start off as, you know, on the stage and then I, you know, pr- producing my stage work. And then in the acting world, I um, had an opportunity to, you know, lead in someone's independent projects. And then I broke into television in, in, a, in, a, in the role of an extra similar to Tiffany Haddish. And then my extra role started to compound and lead up to more featured roles. And then, you know, um, then more high paying roles and repeat the stand-in work. So I just wanted to study and see everything, how things worked. I'm like, okay, I got this. I know exactly how show business works. I wanted to study. I know exactly how show business works. I know exactly what I need to say. I know exactly how I need to close. And I'm just going to study the greats. Music business, I, you know, same deal. All I need is that one. I, I write music mainly for TV. That's really where I want my music to be. Um, a lot of the songs that I fell in love with is, as a kid was because I saw it on a movie, you know. Um, and so if I can make those kind of movie moments that movie magic moment for someone that they can remember for the rest of their lives like like songs that have you have never heard on the radio you have never heard an, on an album but you remember it akuda matata you know what i mean right, right. every like every child knows that song or beauty and the, you know what i mean it, right, right. i want that 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 it, it hits damn near every region of the globe um and, and obviously in the homes and radios of people around and love making and everything else that I write for. So um, my goals are simple. This year, I want to make a million dollars. Okay, beautiful goal. Uh, financial, like I, I, uh, I manifested, like I trusted myself to drink, to generate a uh, hundred thousand of, of, of cash flow from wherever the hell they want to come from last year. And I was like, okay, if I could do that, without in the middle of a pandemic without having anything to rely on um then i think i could step it up a level it's just the fact that i wanted to do that that you know so it's a million dollars i want to see if i can add a zero um so that's gonna for me it would come by you know um major bookings or major major opportunities that um the price ain't yesterday's price ain't today's price Facts. Um, (laughs) it's like that you know what i mean and um, you know, maybe formulate more merchandise, things to leave, products of my own to leave with people. So I have some some concepts of that. Um, you know, some more consumable products, uh, you know, maybe large shows, um, that type of thing. Or more I'm into real estate, so maybe some more some more property. Um, yeah, we, we're we're in all of those bags. Yeah, I, solar, I, I'm into solar, so maybe some large projects will come down. Oh. Okay. I mean, uh, real estate is something everyone is into. So the market is really, must be really booming because everybody I know is into some type of real estate. 
you just have to go where it's smart. If you want to have safe income, you go with the safest, uh, you know, say the safest uh, products to provide or services to provide. People gonna always need somewhere to stay. Facts. People gonna always want something to eat. You know what I mean? So, uh, and, and the actually then it then it then it kind of gets creative from there. Then people want clothes. You know, people are they they need clothes coverings, but they go from the basics and get designer because they want that or they want stylish or unique looks. That's that's real niche. Um, but if you want to stick to the basics where it doesn't fluctuate, real safe stock. It's, they gotta need somewhere to stay, and the one thing we do not get more of is real estate. So, if it ain't, if we're not creating it out, it's you know, it's only going, you know, we're only moving up. So you gotta get a piece of some of that parcel, and as long as you can just have a piece of it, you can always have a way to draw income. So I just get little pieces, and it, it's it's been the safest income for me for for the last eight years. That's dope, dope. You know, one thing I noticed from uh, talking with you, you you don't speak with with confidence. You speak with actuality. Like I'm going to make this happen. You're not saying like, yeah, one day. This, no, you're. I this is going to happen for me, and when it happens for me, this is my plan for it. You know, a lot of people don't speak like that. You know, some people be like, well, this is what I would like to do. This is what I you know hope I get someday. You you're speaking mm -hmm. as an if it's gonna happen for you tomorrow. Like you're already okay. ready for it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So your, your conviction is there. Like it's in your words. So like, I can hear it. So like, that's really dope. I mean, a lot of people don't understand the power of your words and things that you Man. can make happen. So tell them, tell them now. It starts there. Major key start, alert. Right. They don't understand. Like you, if you, the whole manifestation like i didn't believe in that and then once i started just like paying attention and seeing so many people talk about it and i was like this might really work and it has worked for me it definitely mm -hmm. has worked for me i'm a very internal thought person and then say it out loud person so and that also comes from writing like you said when those ideas start formulating and they hit you you got to get mm -hmm. that stuff out because if you don't it may not come back and even no clothes even if you don't like it, just get it out and then come back to it again later. And you Correct. Can, you can, you know, go over it, make it Fix better. It. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. People don't understand that that power with them words. They gotta have it. It's a, it's a, it's a mental shift. I gotta say, um, this this mindset, um, definitely came along with um, breaking outside of conditioning. You know what I mean? We're conditioned to 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 behave like the. Uh, the ticks in the bottle, you know, the fleas. I mean, what uh, what is that experiment? They they put uh, some some uh, ticks and was it was it ticks, flies? Oh, flies bottle. with the flies with the honey. Uh uh, it's an experiment, and I'm pretty sure it's flies. Yes, I'm, I'm and and here. and they, you know, the they had the uh, lid on it, but then um, instead of the lid, they had a like something mesh. So at first the flies was going to the top. Like, okay, we don't want to be inside no bottle. Right. You know what I mean? And they smacked them back down. And eventually you have some more ambitious flies like, nah, I don't want to be in here. And they smacked them back, the, the lid was on, they kept hitting the top like, damn, we can't get out of here. And then they eventually go back down and, and it, it's, the point is that they kept doing this to the point that the flies became conditioned to believe they couldn't get out. So when they took the lid off, no fly went to the top no more. 
because they did not think that leaving was a possibility. Right. They didn't so, want, they didn't want to be harmed for it. Yeah, it's like I, I mean I know what's up there. We're not gonna get it's it's glass it's the it's it's, it's the uh, analogy of the glass ceiling. Like so, if you think that there's a glass ceiling because you're conditioned to believe in this way and you're conditioned to behave in this way, you're conditioned to 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 understand institutionalization and institution institutionalization helps you to become the perfect employee and there's a behavior and a code of conduct here. You're just doing everything according to everyone else's laws and not, you know, everyone else's rules and not yours. You don't even understand, you're not even giving yourself the opportunity to think about what are the rules for? Why am I having to behave? You know, why do I have to do this? Like, what is the purpose? What is the bigger picture? And for me, it was um, breaking away. I said all that to say is the breaking away from conditioning to even see life beyond my limits, beyond the limit that was predestined for me or scheduled for me or, you know, the growth model that was shown before me, like, hey, this is your opportunity. No, my opportunity is what I want it to be. Right. My opportunity is what I what I name it to be. My outcome is where I, you know, where I intend to be, where I want to land. So um, even stepping into that space and saying, okay, well, hey, you want to, you want to try it on your own, you got to figure out, you got to figure out how to. And then once you figure out how to, and then you actually, you know, you know, you, you crawl and then you, you walk and then you run and then you fall and you get back up again. You start to feel a little bit more confident. Like, okay, I already know what falling looks like. I know what crawling looks like. I know it's, I know exactly what sitting down looks like and doing nothing, being scared. But now that I know how to run and what it looks like to soar, okay, it's, it's just a matter of getting it done. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of getting to it. It's, it's, um, and, and once you get to it and you realize you know, the difference between you and everybody who's still the, the tick in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, the reason that one tick that flew up and got out, you're like, well, I'm worthy to be out. I'm worthy of fresh air. Right. I'm worthy of the sky. I'm worthy of, because I believe that I could do what I never succumbed to the glass seal. I never believed that that was the it for me. So I kept trying. So um, it's a right to passage is what I want to say. Um, it's not something that happens easily. Um, because even as a child, your imagination and your, you know, your expression, your, you know, your liberty to just kind of say what you want as a kid was always conditioned by discipline. Your mama, don't say that. Don't do that. You know, sometimes a little worse if you got your ass beat. Facts. But when, when you get back to feeling, you know, the innocence of a child and say, hey, anything I can imagine I can have, you not only start to believe that you could be there, you start to, you know, um, you develop confidence, you develop pride and some self-esteem um and you know then you start to understand that you know glory does not i mean feeling glorious or believing that you're worthy of glory is not synonymous with being egotistical it's synonymous with uh Mm. being faithful being being in faith believing in faith um that hey you believe you can achieve it you do you believe those songs you say if i can see it <laughs> i can do do you believe that like and right. then i guess like for me when i was like nah you you really really can do that um so stop being scared stop being so scary um and even though your dreams are so wild and so big that they scare you that's when you're really living that's now they're big enough because if, if they feel like achievable then that's not really a goal that's a that's the next that's an event it's the next right. uncommon event. You're just doing it. Yeah, I, I hate, well, let me not say hate because I don't like to hate. I strongly disagree with the idea that we have been preordained our whole life to got to work eight hours. You got to 
work a job until you're 50 and retire and get your 401k like that was one of the stupidest things ever invented i don't yeah, care. i'm yeah. not i'm not saying jobs are stupid but the whole idea that you have to work like that you know what i'm saying and, and then there's not livable wages you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying and you can have all the knowledge or something but if you don't have a name uh, your paper on the name i mean your paper with your name on it that's a degree you won't get the job even though you have the skill set and you know mm -hmm. so i've always hated that that mindset that 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 system that they created like that shit is terrible it is and, and that's something that it destroys I, imagination for sure right and our parents would do it so they're only going to teach us that because they didn't chase what they wanted to chase you know what i'm saying that's why i say all our parents and people from those 70s 60s and 50s they need you know therapy because they really messed up you know we have more freedom we have more things at our fingertips that we can access so i can only just like imagine how hard it is for it was for them you know right let alone for us so i just how i but there was still it. ticks that got out the bottle you yeah. know people in that era matter cj walker heck i mean even i mean i mean more popular people um, that didn't necessarily make a name for themselves as a business, but out while moving slaves was a business. I mean, Harriet Tubman, she was like, we got to go. Like, there's always going to be somebody who has it in them. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Take the risk. And even if they, you know, they're just a, um, a rebel without a cause, they, it's because they have that feeling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You don't, don't deny yourself the feeling. Don't drown that feeling, that, that um, passion, that, um, that heart, that courage. So, yeah, like you're, you're so right, but you understand that the same way that those institutional standards were created to make you feel a benefit of job security also served them as a benefit of uh, retention mm -hmm. security and corporation, you know, corporate security, you know what I mean? Departmental, departmental security. The, the worst thing that they want to do when they would fire managers for is high turnover. Why? Because that costs a lot of money. Right. Hey, the more people you let go pursue their dreams, the more <laughs> it costs us to replace them. Right, right. You need to get good at making people be enslaved to their job titles. Making them think there's nothing else out there but what's between these cubicles. Until their promotion comes within this company. <laughs> this, okay. ten, this 10 cent raise that we're going to offer you in two years, you might want to stay for that. Right, the promotion that they will have earned because they made my company a shit ton of money that I'm gonna mm. finally liberate them and dignify them with advancement because I know intrinsically the need for people to feel like they're progressing. So while they're really not going anywhere, I'm gonna give them a bigger rat wheel to go on. Mm -hmm. we're, not know, gonna, so we're not gonna let you move up, but we're gonna give you all these lateral movements that you need. Correct. All of this lateralization. All of that. Yep. So, Let's get to something else. Let's let's switch it up for a second because the podcast is called Conversation with a Cancer, and I am a cancer. And <laughs> this is a podcast, and this is the moment in the podcast where I always ask the person that I'm speaking with, "What is your interactions with the cancer, good or bad, man or woman, child or adult?" You got me thinking about the man or woman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you might not know anyone. You might not have not had any interactions with a cancer. Uh, no, honestly, um, I was thinking about the man, the, the man or woman. No, I'm kidding. No, I definitely, I'm a Leo. And that's so I actually uh, love cancers. So you're August um, what? 20th. Oh, I'm July 20th. So we kind of, we kind of, uh, we kind of. Uh, we, 
We summer babies. You know what that means? We but, like it hot. We like it hot. That's right. <laughs> I um the cancer, the cancer energy for me is always always has been a safe spot. Like when I'm locked in, my first uh, my longest relationship was with a cancer. Oh. Um my favorite person, my favorite male companion to this day is a cancer. Um, you know, and in and um a lot of the you know gal pals that I've had, I got a 720 as a homegirl, um, whose voice note I'm gonna probably still use, you know, one day on the on the album for my very first song because she was like, oh my god, they like <laughs> she was like all the gas that I need. And I was like, can you right. send that in a voice note, yo? Like, mm. I'm going to use that voice note one day. Um, so, like, my my experience with cancers is always um, a good, not always. I mean, I have my cancer interaction where it's just like, it's hard to crack them. So I can't get in. And they're a little bit harsh to uh, to to deal with. The little Krabby Patties, they're a little harsh at first. <laughs> Only because it's covering, you know, obviously that soft center that you guys have. Um because I my my biggest uh, attribute about a cancer that I love the most beyond the the the, the wicked like re- retardation that can come out of them um, is loyalty. I love a loyal mofo. Oh my god! And you you guys um, propensity to have these little boring, mundane ass programmatic systems that you do. I I can get with it because I know exactly what I'm gonna get. I, I end up trying to get you out of the break, out of the cycles, get you out of that rhythm because I need you to do something else. That's a little bit more exciting, a little bit more, you know, not risk adverse, but you know, um, risk. I mean, that that has the the reward that risk taking risk can bring. Right. So, um, it's like the cool a cool little balance. Um, I've had. Me and that same girl pal had a major blow up, like, and she was like crying, but like showing her ass at the same time. I've had, oh, I've had a business partner who was a cancer. Mm. And when she was good, she was really good. But when she was bad, she was really bad. And, and I started to feel like her loyalty shifted to the container, which she felt like it was more beneficial for her life. Um, So it still was the same loyal to this, you know, if you serve me, I serve you. But I, I think our season just ended. Um, so um, in the ways that she maneuvered and she was very uh, um, opportunistic okay. uh, in how she she looked for the next big catch, you know, if you will. Um, I, I thought that that did not show any homage to our partnership and friendship. But me and what I was able to do for her really birthed a new personality and a new uh, wind. She gave her a new set of wings that she's still soaring on to this day that uh, she def- she definitely didn't have before me. So either way, I still served a benefit and there was a uh, an exchange between me and the cancer that made something beautiful. Um, and I mean, I, you know, I can't undo that. I can't unexperience that. She was one of my biggest fans at the time. She was, she was like uh, always, I'm always my cheerleader. She was a nice. constant present, you know what I mean. Um, so, uh, cancers for the general, for the general, for me are is not, it's not like, you know, it's not, it's not crazy. I mean, you got, I've had a couple little whole moments from them. I've had, <laughs> you no, know, you know, I've had some, 
you know, what's with you? Like how you got feels for everybody type ass, you know, like, right. but it, it's been, a, it was, a, it was a good vibe. What, have you had experience with Leo's? Oh yes. One of my closest friends, a person that I do uh, fashion shows with and he's a Leo and he's a, he's, he's what I define all Leo's by. Like, mm he's he's a bit obsessive but he has a big heart he's a good human being but he doesn't let shit go he holds on to it and he keeps those grudges and he remembers those faces and those names and but he's very particular you know he likes things a certain way and he's going to do it his way or no way at all you know what i'm saying he may conform in a job setting because that's his job but uh-huh. outside of that he is what he wants to do and he's very uh what's the word I want to use? Um, like he likes going to the same bar. He likes drinking the same things. He'll eat the really? same food. Yeah. He'll try stuff, but he's, he's what I define Leo's by because I know him well and I know him better than any other Leo I know. So I kind of like mm. define Leo's by not his standards, but my relationship with him. Right. But okay. I'm very compatible with, with Leo's, you know, I'm a very loyal person. If I know you a long time, our loyalty is forever, you know what I'm saying? Opposed to somebody I just meet tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. if I go to the gym tomorrow and I meet somebody like, oh, you cool people, so I don't ever need to talk to you again, but it was nice. Right, right, right. Right, but my man's like, no, we good forever, you know what I'm saying? Right, forever, but, right. But seasons are true. People do have seasons. They are definitely in your life for a season. Um, I just told my homie today, it's like, I thought I was doing good by getting all these bad and not good for me women out of my life, but now I don't have them at all in my life. And I'm like, man, maybe I should have kept one of them or something <laughs> like that. But it is what it is. But yeah, I, I think people's interactions are people's interactions. And we should leave them like that. So, mm-hmm. but I got another question for you. This is, this is a really good question. So in life, I always think there's two ways to determine, in my opinion, your, how, how you feel about your career. Are you satisfied or you're not going to stop until you get completion? And what I mean by that is, are you going to be satisfied with maybe not hitting your goals, but going hard for them? Or are you going to be happier once you complete your goals? So for you, you were talking about, you know, award winning and things of that nature. Can you be satisfied with the, with the chase or would you be happier with the completion? Oh, no. Um, it's an interesting question. That's an interesting question because, um, you know, um, I, I honestly speaking, there's a lot of uh, music in the world. Everyone has a song. So mm. obviously there's a lot of people who are chasing that same belief, whether they're good, bad, you know, American Idol shows us the portfolio of that type of person all day, every day. Um, um, and I think because, you know, you wake up and you just keep going and you keep working towards it, that, that provides a sense of fulfillment for, the uh, average person, um, but that to me, that's the average person that it hasn't really defined themselves. They don't really know themselves, mm-hmm. and um, that's a that's a a wilderness that I like to describe. It's a wilderness. It's a wild place that's aimless, um, and that's what keeps you just kind of going around. You're just like, hey, I just like it. It's oh, that's a beautiful flower. Hey, what is that? You know, you don't you don't really know what you're supposed to be in the wilderness doing this to find yourself mm. so you can find your way out so um you preaching um, now 
you preach. Yeah, you know, you keep, <laughs> keep at that, you're just gonna be circling. You know, your 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 spell your spell in the wilderness will last longer than what it should. And um, but to me, in the same regard, um, I can't say that a completion. Um, I will have fulfilled one goal because I'm never complete until I'm dead, right? So I'm not mm. done until I'm finished. So if I complete one, if I attain one goal or, you know, um, reach, um, you know, uh, re yeah, I guess a goal. I, I have another word that I use for it. I can't, that I'm losing right now. Um, but if I reach one goal, then I'm just going to create a new goal. You know, um, it's just going to birth a new benchmark because I have to keep going. So the chase of keep keep going and keep attaining my goals keeps me alive because I'm never complete. Uh, but I'm never just I'm never satisfied with just pursuing and not having things to show for my actions. You know, so action. You know, the actions, the outcomes that I'm looking for is what justifies my actions. So if I'm wanting to be an award win, like I think I I want I want a award a award like a month ago, um, and it was not music related but it was still within the industry where my peers were. And I didn't even know I was nominated. And mm. prior to COVID, when I released that first song, Love's Fucked Anchor, that was my debut as a song, as a songstress and not just a songwriter. So um, I finally believed that it wasn't to, to make music for others to sing. That was my purpose. Mm -hmm. It was to make music for me to sing. You know what I mean? There's an audience that want me, you know, that wants my version, the way I, the way I articulate me, my stories through song. And so I wrote that song and I released that visual and with all of the um, hardship that I experienced with releasing that visual, you know, it, it was just a bold statement. And um, it was a, supposed to be like a, just an ode to my courage for leaving that marriage that I thought I was gonna be stuck in because you know, society says you need to just stick in there, hang with your husband and men cheat, you forgive them, you move on, you don't tear up your household, you don't go back to the single crowd. Oh my gosh, you want kids, like you're gonna get older. Like you gotta get keep a ring, don't, you know what I mean? Like you wanna be, ah, oh, yuck. Like how do you know, or, or even more worse, women who are in it like, and and are not, you know, dealing with, um, and not dealing with like abuse. Just like, you, like, this is for life, like for life, like, how can you imagine trying to do things in life alone when you need partnership and you, you're one of the lucky ones who got a man, you know, got a husband. Why would you leave him because you made a mistake? And I'm like, um, it's, it's more than a mistake is what it symbolized, you know, and, 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 and the energy that is bringing to my life, which is not what I asked for. This is not what I'm trying to birth, you know, in, in the oncoming season, I'm like in the oncoming seasons of my life, it, it's not fitting. So, um, I, I released a song and I was nominated for an award, award that year as best R&B singer of the year, uh, R&B artist of the year. And I was like, wow, now we're on the right path. You know what right. I mean? Like, are you kidding me? I'm a brand new artist and I'm <laughs> even contending with you hoes. Y'all better wake up. Watch out for your girl. I'm like, you know what I mean? Like I was right. on a list, which I think I may have had at that time, which I've been building. Cause that's what you have to do. You just keep building. You keep releasing content. You keep letting people see the inside of you, which I need to do more. I think more people need to see this side of me. Um, but, you know, just just kind of like working the hustle of social media, the engineering, the uh, 
the uh, influencer side and trying to have some type of viral sensation like Soldier Boy, like that's kind of what we chip away at that side for because that's the indies kind of tool. Um, but I was I was like maybe five, six, seven thousand followers in. I was on a list with people who had 40, 50, 60, 70,000 followers. And I was like, I don't even know how I contend with you. But you know me, you know, you you see me. And you saw me 2019 and then you lucky a pandemic happened the next year, you know? Oops. Like you're lucky that I was I, I I was forced to sit down because I was in those streets, you know what I mean? And right. apparently people saw me because I wasn't even half the the uh, the person that I was that I am today. You know what I mean? I was carving her out like she was the sculpture that I was like, oh, I see. No, I see her eyes even better. And I took my little chisel and I was like, oh yeah, this is gonna be a masterpiece when she's done. Like this is this is a process, and I'm trusting the process. But um, that year was meaningful, and I mean, as I stepped into more of the fitness side during the pandemic, I, I you know. Was uh, was up the ranks in a fitness competition. I, I finished fifth place, um, four behind. I mean, five in the behind the four other Caucasian women, and I was just like, "Yo, this is my first. You know, what I mean? that's my first dig. Like, it was just an indication. It was justification. It verified me. It justified me. It validated me. It was like, hey, the point is, is you're a top contender if you put your mind to it." they will know you as a top, you know what I mean? You will be at the top. And, and I have to go, I have to go even further to say that as I was going through, God has a way of showing you confirmation, right? He affirms you in different ways. Absolutely. And on, before, before this path and on this path and during this path and before who I am today, I um, had the pleasure of meeting like strangers who affirmed me in these, these very ways in this very arena saying things to me that I knew to be true but I hadn't heard anybody else declare that for me. You know what I mean? And um, I met this prophet uh, on two different occasions that was just blown away by who he saw me to be. And it was like, he was saying like, it was weird. It was a weird encounter, my first ever encounter of its, of its type, but it, it, it symbolized so much to me. And I'm not the person who gets caught up in like, you know, these whimsical fantasies. I'm, I'm very mysterious, you know, generally speaking, until I don't want to be. Um, but this person was a complete stranger. He just bumped into me and and he shocked me and he said, Oh my gosh, this is you're who I was supposed to come see, you know. And mm. it was a very weird encounter. I mean, I'm in the store, it was at a Walmart on on the side of town that I actually live on now. I didn't live on the side of town, I was doing business on this side of town. Um, and um, I was in work mode, not artist mode. I was in work mode. I kind of put uh, the artist, it, she was quiet. You know what I mean? She was like, I want to do that. I see myself doing that one day, but you know, I, I have to pay. I have to, you know what I mean? It was kind of, uh, I want to be, you know? And um, he just came and who, you know, he was like, usually like when he meets people, it's not always a good message. And he doesn't know the person's name or anything. He knows the energy. And, but it's, he's, he, he's a prophet by assignment and he just wanted to give me a message and pray over me and he disappeared. And um, like I said, I don't do, I, I know the, the false prophet thing. I know that people, you know, just try to spiral up in church to try to inspire you to, to feel spirited, to donate and contribute and you know what I mean? So I don't even get to it in, into the church scene until, yeah, I just haven't until this point, you know? And um, at, that, that, at that point in life, he was um, 
very clear. And what made him legitimate in my eyes was the information that he very clearly gave me about my past, not even knowing my name. You know, he was clear about my mom being, you know, passed away. He knew things about me that only somebody who had a divine or walked in a divinity could know. And then he, you know, he spoke into my future and he was like, and I want you to, he said, oh, wow, I can't even, I'm honored to meet you. Like the woman that you're gonna be before your life is over is like the whole world will know your name. And I'm like, what? You know, like what? Right, right, right. Like before it's over, you, you, are a household name. And I'm like, I can't even, I don't even know what the hell I'm gonna be doing. You know, in my mind, I'm like, I don't have anything out yet. Well, how am I not, I got dreams. Right. I don't have anything out yet. But he was like, um, he knew that I was working on a book. He knew that I was gonna make, you know, I was in television. He knew I was a public figure. He knew, uh, he spoke my business, my entrepreneurial, my entrepreneurial lane. Uh, he spoke that into existence before it actually manifested. It manifested shortly after I became incorporated and did the whole, office you know have my office and all that type of thing going for a few years you know that's the solar business type as a, as a franchisee and all those side things um but before I was there he had already confirmed that it was going to happen you know it was, it was very interesting I mean all the way down to me like feeling sorry for someone that was sick you know at church that Sunday he he knew all of that and uh I was very like stoic I had like a poker face until the very end and then he prayed for me um he told me you know that my husband, he's sorry, but he really loves me. You know, he told me all, I mean, everything. It was just amazing. Um, and, and told me, he gave me some directions, some instructions. When he met me, the same prophet met me two years later, two, three years later, he forgot me. He met me on the other side of town at another Walmart and had a reminder that you haven't done these things yet and you're delaying yourself. And I was like, what you know what I mean so I don't I I don't know I've never seen the man again I don't know where he's from I don't know anything he's a part of my story you know he's a part of my right. story um but he really kind of um awakened something in me and so I was like that's the signs and wonders that you'd be asking for because before he left I was full and full of tears and just full of thankfulness and gratitude that he would be so obedient to even take the time to come across as a complete weirdo like he just did <laughs> to, to him, you know, impart something like that into me. And he was like, yeah, like some um, old man, gray, you know, so they, that's, you know, it goes back to what your, your, your parents say, never, you know, uh, mistreat anybody. Like you never mistreat nobody if they homeless, whatever, because you never know when you're in the presence of an angel type of thing. Right. I was like, he must be an angel or something like, where did he go? Like, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but he was a real human, human being. So yeah, I said, I would say that, um, it, it, it's something about, you know, kind of realizing that, I, and I, 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 I'm trying to remember your question so that I can get back to what I'm supposed to be saying. What Satis was the question? Satisfaction or completion. Right. Um, I know that the projection, like the, the, the visions and dreams that I have are bigger than what I have. And so I'll never be satisfied until I see that as my reality. And my reality is pretty good, you know. I, I'm, I'm, I know I, I'm better than 45% of the world, you know. And um, but I know that for where I want is only 5% of the world that controls 95% of the world's money. So is a there's a top 5% that I have to get to, and um, it's not even about the money. It's not even about the money. It's about 
um, proving it to myself, proving it, uh, proving that uh, it, those possibilities are real, you know, drawing down that, drawing down that uh, power and, and being able to impart that into the people that's around me. So well, if I'm 56, 92, and I'm like, you know what? I remember when I was 29, you know, and, <laughs> and um, I knew that it was going to be something like this. And now I'm a billionaire and I, I got great grands and da-da-da-da-da or Cicely Tyson or some things. Like I seen Ooh. everything, you know what I mean? Some type of prolific, like impactful soul that you just know must have had a glorious story, but you you only feel what you feel when she's in your presence. You don't even know the story behind it. But if you know, you know, you know. Right. And, and 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 the people who've had the blessing of being close encounter felt in you know felt in, inspired in a way because of the glory she possessed and you know the glory offer always for me no matter if I'm twerking no matter if I'm acting at playing a stripper no matter if I'm you know what I mean somebody side chick on a movie or whatever is always to make sure I get a glory to God all of this is just a part of a process don't get don't get stuck in none of it you know what I mean um, so no, I, I won't, I, I can't, I can't get stuck in the chase. I'm not, I'm not satisfied with the chase. I feel like that's my responsibility and I won't be satisfied with completion because I'll just have another goal to complete. Oh, well, damn. All right. Well, a couple of things I want to address before we go to the final question. So, um, uh, first of all, Cicely Tyson has seen everything. Like she's she seen, she seen the original slave whip. She's seen everything, you know, um, but God bless her. She's probably lived a, a life that I don't want to live because she's Man. seen some real shit. But Man. I want to okay. I want to address something you said about cheating. Listen, if I get married and somebody cheat on me, oh, we going to divorce. Like I, I forgive you because I'm not going to hold on to it. But I'll never trust you again. We got to get we got to get separation. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I don't think now that I'm old enough, I'm 37, I did all my cheating in, in my young heyday. Cheating is not a mistake. You don't mistakenly cheat. You, you set your, as the decision, you set your mind and two people know what they're going to do and they do it. So I hate when people try to use it as what's well, a one-time thing. Cheat is never a one-time thing. You don't cheat one time. You already cheated mentally. You just have mm -hmm. finally did it physically. And all I right. think a, a lot of people need to start being more honest about that too because mm -hmm. th that would save people the time but <laughs> but I, I who am i like i said i had i did my dirt and i did my dirt dirty very very dirty there's no dirty, shovel you dirty there's, dirty boy dirty like there's no shovel to find my dirt is gonna stay buried forever but oh, I, no. I did my dirt and so i know what it feels like to make someone feel like that and then when you when you're ready and then it happens to you. You be like, oh, like me, like not me, like I'm a G. I'm supposed to see that coming, and you don't see it coming because you're so far removed from it. You don't think it it could ever happen to you. So, I think that was that's something I wanted to touch on real quick. You know, because a lot of people be like, yeah, it was a mistake. It's one time, dog. It ain't never one time. Because mm -hmm. that's just just when you got caught. We don't even know how many times it already Man, happened. Happened. Right. I think when people say that mistake thing, it's because the other remorse they feel afterwards. Some people, right. um, their their heart is in a space, but their body, you know, they haven't done enough internal work to to make sure that they are in full control of all of their behaviors. And some people are dealing with the spiritual side, you know, deception. Mm -hmm. Um, and you just kind of fall in, you know, you get you get to the uh the window of your weakness and and somebody and your temptation is just pulling you and like you slip because you're you just had a very weak moment, but your heart 
what meant so well and, and you're filled with remorse. You can't even enjoy the fact that you made the decision because right. you're so filled with, uh, you know, repentance. And um, I, I think that's where people kind of try to paint out that cheating can be a mistake um, because they know what's at stake and they, they you know, they just have not um, mastered thine self. And um, I, 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 can, I can empathize with it because mastering thyself is really a 360 kind of um, experience. It, it's my, it's, it's behaviors, it's habits, it's, it's um, oh, excuse me, it, it's thought process is what you put in your body mentally, it's what you put in your body, you know, nutritionally, it's what you, you know, it's, it's all of that. It's the elimination, it's, it's, uh, it's withdrawals and denial. It's a whole kind of, you know, I mean, it's a journey. And so if people don't really do the journey, you know, saying, I ain't gonna cheat, like, no. And then you got Halle Berry come up to you like, whoa, I, didn't say, I said I wasn't gonna cheat, like, with an average chick. This is Halle Berry, you know what I mean? So once it like, like, come on, like, who can, my weakness, no, Halle Berry, don't touch me. Oh, man, give me a kiss, you know? So it's, and, and then they come to the reality, I can't be with Halle Berry, Halle Berry with, Eric Benet and who Lesson. else? Three. Listen, Halle Berry come up to me tomorrow. I'm considering it. Everything's on the table. <laughs> I'm a. I gotta call my lady. Be like, listen, Halle Berry just asked me for the fourth letter of the alphabet. I'm gonna have to see what this do. But mess up. You understand? I'm... Look at me. Look at me. You're a bad boy. You're a rude boy for that. You cannot do that. I'm gonna be like, listen here, girl. I want you to know. That I have to. You see. don't get no hall pass. I don't want a hall pass. I want her to know that I'm considering it, and it, can we consider I, it together? Because if we can make this a group decision, you know, uh, deception, deception, deception. What if I never meet Halle Berry again and I blew it? I blew That's it. That's the point. Uh, That's the point. Sometimes can, the opportunity comes in your face and be like, "Hey, you know what I mean." Try. That, that could work in both of our favors. I can meet Halle no. Berry. She could be like, I got this role in a movie. I'm like, oh, I know somebody perfect for it. Bing, bang, boom. Now I got you in the movie. Now I'm at the movie premiere with Halle Berry. And we both no. celebrating. That's not how it works. Ah, fiddlesticks. 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 Ah, You're right. Deception. Deception. You're right. Deception. You're right. You're you get right. the whole world lose your own soul, and the whole world for you is Halle Berry right then. No, that ain't the whole world, but I that mean, that was the whole world for you. That's the point. I'm the just, whole world mean like what was major to you. I see what you're saying there. I see what you're saying there. Keep keep my peace and my sanity, or run across the street with Halle. I'm gonna run across the street with Halle just to say hi. I'm a, hey Halle, I'm on your side of the street. I'm not staying for long, but I want you to see me face up because you know. Hallie may just, she just may want a regular, regular nigga. I'm, right. Consequences, because if you got a wife, you messing up. You're doing oh, the wrong thing. Well, I ain't got no wife, so I ain't going to cheat on my wife. However, uh -uh. everyone else is fair game. I'm not married. I got, listen. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Hall, Hallie's almost in her 60s. I should, I should have better standards for 50-something plus woman. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Now, Ashanti? Oh, it's, oh, it's no, listen, I just, you know, okay, you're right. Let me cut it out. <laughs> no, I, What's up, what I'm saying? No, Everybody got a price. Well, I, that, well. That's messed up, though. Well. Everybody got a price. Well, it depends on what you offer me for that amount of money. I will sit at a table for the right type of money and no, have a conversation. No, the price would be, I mean, 
the, the right price is the right situation. You know, like for me a long time, Idris Elba was the right situation. I like, yo. So you saying Idris Elba knock on your door right now like my car now, broke now down I, in front I, of the house. And you know what? You know what? Because I'm in the environment where I'm running into people who who um, I have gone from starstruck to like smitten to wild to like, you know, composed to amicable to respectful to like professional. Like we're just you know, this is your human being. Like, I just have a regard for you and your work as a human being because I'm trying to make a name for myself. So I'm more in admiration with how you've achieved what you've achieved more than who you are. You know, uh, more than, we you know, your packaging, your packaging just adds to it. Just like my package adds to me for somebody who who's watching me. But, um, you know, I wouldn't want somebody to, and, and now that I put myself on the other, other, other side of the coin, I wouldn't want anybody to like, you know, covet me or, you know, idolize me to the point that they saw me, they wouldn't know how to keep that composure because that's a different level of worship. And I'm like, hey, you need to read. That's the God in me you love. You need to redirect that energy to him. And the actress that I see that does that very well, that helped me to see what it looks like just to treat your idols as a human being is Jennifer Hudson. She was like, oh my God, I love you. You're amazing. She said, you are too. Oh my God, you're the best singer. She was like, I, I worked at it. Just like if you work at something, you'll be the best at it too. She always like, you know what I mean? Redirected it. She, not to say she was a great person to be around. I didn't have a, a, a good experience or feel for her personality because I didn't think her personality as it pertains to women was as favorable as it was, or it's like, it's almost like she was more comfortable with her interactions with men, gay, straight, any type of man. She was more comfortable with men than she was women. I was like, maybe that's the big, you know, coming from a form of big girl, the intimidation, like even, you know, intrepidate, anything that can make her feel like, I hope this girl don't think she, you know what I mean? It, sometimes that just, that complex comes across. They don't know how to receive other women unless they find something to feel them being worthy of praise. Does that make sense? Like, absolutely. Like I can, I can uh, admire you because you're admirable. Woo, yes, honey, you can sing. Like, I love you. Like I saw her, you know, give kudos to another singer, but um, I did notice that about her. She did not want to be idolized. And I don't like that when people see someone that they are never seen before and they start screaming and crying. Like, that's your first reaction? Like, say hello. Legit. Like, for some I people, legit. Like, I just don't get it, you know? But I, I understand. Stunned so or mesmerized. Like, before we had social media and where they, and these close encounters were, so, so, I mean, celebrities are so socialized to be normal. Like, when you didn't see Michael Jackson, but you did first time you see Michael Jackson, it's like, wait. That's Michael Jackson. I've been dancing to his songs as a kid. Like, like Michael Jackson made me feel confident to put on tight pants. Like, wait, I could, you know what I mean? Michael Jackson, because I seen him do that, made me develop pop locking, you know what I mean? Whatever. Like he was the, you know, he was the 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 uh the the uh gateway drug or something like that. And then they see those people in there. And for me, like um, I didn't idolize, but I definitely felt um, uh, uh, overwhelming amount of feelings for someone who I felt was such a huge part of my upbringing in the past in Whitney Houston. I think that's the first celebrity I cried over. And I was really? like, yo, yo, Whitney's gone. Like Whitney, and it was such a tragic ending and then her daughter dying. I was like, yo, that's bogus for, you know what I mean? For an icon, that's a bogus ending. And then it's even more personal because you know, it's levels to the resonate, how people resonate with their with their idols. She's a Leo. You know what I mean? Like I was like, 
wait a minute. She had the start, like start studded ending that I want this bigger than life outcome where she's respected and then she met the wrong nigga and went the wrong way because oh our feelings be doing that crazy thing it does when we can't get them together and and then we start doing you know what I mean that low shit and he's destroyed her starlight you know what I mean I just the whole thing like it's, it wasn't even that he was responsible I said the conjoining of those lives just shows that you, it shows how important it is to make sure that you are yoked with the right person because it can make or break you Right. But you know, Literally. she, all, <clears throat> but she had an addiction problem too. So I know that, that didn't help. That didn't help. The environments. Like if she probably mm -hmm. was in somebody in another environment with somebody who was a lot, a lot better of an example and not an enabler. Mm -hmm. Now, cause you got people who come around you. They're not necessarily want to see you to your fall, but they will let you do stuff to see how far you will fall because of, you know, ego sake. Like she said, she'll never fall off. Like, you know how I many people say, you know, um, see Drake that says, I, oh, I fell off. Oh, I needed that. Now he, now it, he, he needed to hear that so that he could say it to the, at the top of his game. But then he do something like in the club to get him so drunk that he get to fight and he go to jail and not knowing that just going to jail can make you fall off in your career because then the public don't like you no more. But I, I could have stopped you from drinking because I know you got drinking problems. But instead of stopping you from drinking, I just want to see what your decision is going to do because I really, you know what I mean, low key think, you know, you need to be humbled or a little bit closer to the earth or, you know what I mean? You need to be more accountable for your own life and stop thinking you're so big, you know, and, and untouchable. That's the thought process to go through people around and minding your own camp. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people have that desire to be big, to be famous. So they think they have to do it the same way that it, they proclaim has always been done. So that's just the way they go about it. But, but your people supposed to keep you accountable. Like, you're, imagine you being a regular human being. Like talk. my brethren. Like, I'm like, oh, so you could be around me. You could see somebody's trying to set me up, buy me too many drinks, getting a little bit too celebratory, pouring me too much, passing me the blunt too much, whatever it is that you do. That's why I don't do any drugs or alcohol. But I'm like, whatever it is that you do, you can see that somebody's trying to set me up and you're going to let me fall into that trap. Like, you're just going to let me have bad judgment and not hold me accountable. Like, I hold you accountable in our waking hours. Right. Like. You're not my, you're not my brother. You're, you're supposed to be your brother's keeper is the point. So if you see me have a weak moment, you're supposed to feel me. And if I see you have a weak moment, that's how that, that thing goes back and forth. But you got people in your camp that's supposed to be safeguarding you, your brand, you know, right. like your publicist, like, don't you say that, you know what I mean? But y'all only care about what I say. You don't care about what I do. Right. You don't care that I made a mistake. You don't care that I don't have a sense of reality because I'm a childhood star. You know what I mean? You don't care that some of these things don't even make psychological sense to me because that's not my world. I don't see the world that way. I see the world in the way I want to do whatever I want to do. You know, mm -hmm. you don't, you know what I mean? You don't continue to educate me and, and challenge me and, and keep me humble. Like a mother would do to their daughter or a big sister would do to their little sister. You don't need them people around you. I agree. I agree. I think, I think people was around her to just like to see her make mistakes because she was such a big, strong, I heard that she ran her, her, she was a, she was a leader and everybody want to see the leader fuck up. That's just how that go. Yeah, I mean, she probably was the cash cow too, so you know how that go, also. But you know, mm -hmm. I, I try to just always think: make sure your your team is tight, make sure the people around you love you. Love you. That's right. love. That's what I'm talking about. Keyword. They make want, sure. they want you around. They don't need you around. You want to make sure the people want you around. So that's Correct. how I look at it. So, celebrate. Mm -hmm. So before I let you go, I just gotta ask this question because you are an artist. You mm -hmm. are someone who's as you say, in the, was in these streets. And everyone has an artist or two or 
are collabable too. So before I let you go, what is your collab? If you can be in one person's movie or act up on opposing side of someone or be on a song with someone, who are these people? Oh, that's a good question. And because and it's a good question for me because I started to think about that and write those things down. And, and I have some names that have escaped me because um, um, they're more uh, newer names um, for the industry um, on the acting side. Musically, though, um, it's it's very, I, I, hmm, mm. that's hard. Because mm. um, it's such a, it's such a, uh, an elaborate collection of, of people who inspire me. Female-wise, I would love to uh, engage in a collaboration with, and that's not, it's not okay because we're so similar that people putting us together. Ari Lennox says, uh, Pressure. Yeah, new, new school, yeah, for the new school, it would probably be some Ari, some some SZA. Um, and uh, for the, for the old school, or I would say the the uh, veterans. Um, I, I mean, I love I love Jasmine Sullivan. I love Jennifer Hudson. Um, and mm, Erica Badu. Ooh. Erica Badu. I would love to, you know, have her pass the torch for the. You know what I mean. The the uh, soul, like not soul, like we saying R and B, no, like I'm, I'm good for your soul leader, like I'm a soul singer, you know, I'm a, yeah, like it would probably be like I would want to see us, you know, kind of do mother daughter type thing. Um, she will embrace yeah. you like that too. That's that's the she type would. of the way she people describe Erica Badu. That's how she embrace embraces you and tries to mm -hmm. just be there for you and give you guidance and yeah you know, be on a project with you so i could i can yep. see that you look like you already kind of on the on the same train track All as right. her I'm, I'm just a newer version new school version okay of talk your shit queen you know what i mean i i um she definitely inspired she definitely inspired me um men i i want to do music with molly music um i want to do music with uh black um Molly, Molly Music, that's the dude that used to mess with Jennifer Hudson, right? Correct. <laughs> uh, hey, I think he has a dope voice. Dude got a oh, beautiful music. voice. No, I don't give a damn what nobody say. Y'all can overlook him all day, twice on Sunday. I'm still rocking with Molly. Molly is a genius. He produces, he plays music, he plays his instruments, he writes his music, he can rap, he can sing. His voice and his decisions are just nuts, like... You know what I mean? And the voice is so unique. You know, he just owns his own lane. He do not sway to the left. He do not sway to the right. I love shit like that. Um, so let's talk about some so, people you want to be in a movie with. Like you said, Denzel, you want to be on the opposite of Denzel. You want to be his leading actress? Man, um, I would love to be opposite of Denzel. Uh, I also heard you 100%. say Tyler Perry. You want to be in a Tyler Perry film? 100%. Okay. Tyler Perry, definitely. All of the, the, the main, the, the big hitters, of course, like, you know, you, I would love for Spike Lee to endorse something I did or have me do something comedic for him. I, um, I like Lance Gross. I like, I like Lance Gross. Um, it's another cat that I'm so familiar with that I can't remember his name, but I would love to, to um, he played that baseball player. 
I mean, the baseball player about the the black baseball player, like the historic. Uh, oh, he played Jackie Robinson, the dude that passed away, Chad, Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, no. yeah, not That's Chadwick. Not yes, it is. It was oh. called. It was called Forty Two. That was Chadwick. That well, it's another baseball movie then. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, and 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 you you hit a big one. Chad made me cry when he leave because Chad left the impact on this world. You could tell he was composed and he was ready for the the space he went into um, in his. I mean, kind of the, the the yeah the apex he went to in his career. He was ready. He was composed. He was mature, and um he he had uh, he had intentions to change the world, and he just don't know that he did in so many ways. I would have loved to get him out. I would have loved to play alongside with Chadwick Boseman. Um, so let me ask you a different question. Let me ask you, let me ask you a different question. You are a writer also. Who would you like to write a song for? My um the first song I the first person that I was ever inspired to write a song for was Chris at Michelle. Okay. Um, and um I still have that song and and we're very close to having that conversation. One of my good friends is her uh her AR and oh. uh D uh from my hometown in Alabama um and she as uh, she interacts with me on social media I think it, I think she recognizes it so if I post something she'll repost it if I mention her she'll like it like it's, it's that close um and I'll let her know one day that I, my first ever song that I wanted to write for someone else was for you and um hopefully she gets it you know hopefully she still grabs it to this day because it, it was for her in fact I I uh, covered it for my first ever program that I went into for vocals. And um, I was accepted into that program. You might know it called Actors, Models and Talent for Christ. Um, they, they started my whole kind of education system. And um, I placed, they had a competition at the end and I, I placed in the competition as a songstress um, using that song. But um, it would probably be for Chris and Michelle. I would love to write for, um, God, this is a good question. Very, very good question. I guess all the soul singers, I would love to write for Mary J. Blige. I would love to, I would love to write for, um, I would love to revive, be responsible for reviving the, some of the old, old favorites of mine, um, Heather Headley. Um, I would love to. Heather Headley, wow. Yeah, I would love to uh, see you know, me have a, uh, an inspiration or two for NDRE, you know, some, some of the, the, the people who I really respected their, their talent and gifts, um, really early on mm. in, in the game. You got quite the list going on. I, I definitely see all of that in your future for you. Like, like I told you, you earlier, mm -hmm. you, you speak with such conviction. So I can see all of those things happening for you. And I just think like whatever you're going to accomplish, you're going to accomplish it on just like this large grand scale because you're making it for yourself. You're not waiting for it to come to you. And that's a for lot sure. of, you know, a lot of people think it's going to fall in their laps because they want yeah. it, but you got to mm -hmm. go out there and make it fall off your lap. You got to shake that 100%. tree. So, so 100%. I, so I see that for you. I'm very appreciative for you taking this time for me this evening. Um, it took and a little talk well. Yeah, we did. We I think we're at we're at two hours on a dot. Ooh. 
two hours on a dot. We was trying to do 45 to an hour and we had two hours. So wow. Yeah, I might have to break this up in two and give people one hour a piece or something like that. But Mercy me a lot go. Boom o'clock. No, uh <laughs> but I'm just I'm just so grateful that you took the time out for me to get to know you, ask you some questions, share your light, your aura, your beauty, your mind, your your design with us. And I'm just I'm just ever grateful for that. And I hope that this starts a relationship for you and I, because as we're both on our separate journeys, who knows Absolutely. when we might cross paths in person. So 100%. yeah, so you always got to Thank do you for wanting to speak with me and yes. asking me such insightful questions and, and, and just hearing me and, 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 and embracing me. I really, really appreciate that. Yes, yes. I mean, listen, it's a lot of people out here just want to know why women twerking for Jesus. I don't have no desire <laughs> for that. <laughs> I don't have no desire for that. <laughs> I twerk because it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it's just a twerk. It's, 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 it's exercise. It's ancestral. It's exercise. It's, it's, it's freedom. It's, it's a, it's a choice. It's, it's, uh oh, hold on. People calling me. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it it should not it should not get the rap that it gets, and because it does, and creates such a a conversation. I just do it even more because ain't nobody know hold you because they they twerk, honey. She sit down. It just it just only gets a bad you know, rap. Me, it only gets a bad mm -hmm. rap because everyone can do it now. Like before, when it was just us, you know, just us. It was cool, but now that everyone and gravitated, and they doing it in commercials, they doing it in country music videos. You're like, wait a minute, we can't have nothing. So now it's got a bad rap. But when it was it just a bad us, rap, I, thought, I thought all that, that exposure was making it be more accepted. You got twerk fitness, you got twerk. It fitness. is. It's more acceptable, but at the same time, it's still getting a, a a kind of a negative connotation towards it. But listen, it don't bother me none. Twerking ain't never hurt nobody. I ain't never seen nobody. They better get with it because Faye, uh, Faye is going to throw that ass. Okay? Need and good. And it's... <laughs> In circle, left cheek, right cheek, both cheeks. Wait a minute, not in a circle, and your knees good, so you got the Meg Stallion knees. Knees is good. <laughs> I took my collagen and my calcium. Oh, hey, calcium is important, definitely. <laughs> if you're gonna be doing a lot of building bending, make sure you got that calcium in your body. You gotta have your glucosamine, <laughs> you know, get your glucosamine up, honey. You're gonna be twerking. Don't be trying mm. to get down here. Can't handle it. Some of these women need to do them barefooted, but that's not it's not my place <laughs> to say it. They, sometimes y'all be high heeling and it don't look right. Some of y'all need to be barefoot twerking. Really? I, yeah, some of them be looking like this, like they're going to slide over. I need you hey, to just yeah, I'm so over you. But <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, I want to say thank you. I'm going to let you get out of here. Uh, we'll be in touch. Uh, I will let you know when this is coming out and I wish you nothing but the best. And if anything I can help you with, whether it's sending you production or advice, or you want me to repost something or listen to something that's coming out, I got you. 100%. Likewise. Yes, yes. So, open to you, my 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 brother, my brethren, my bae. You have, you know, everything's about the bae vibes. Hey, baby. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not no. <laughs> I will bid you adieu. I say thank you until the next time we speak. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy life and just keep spreading what you're spreading. And we'll do. Much blessing. Bless up to you. Oh, all right then. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Good night.